0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of real people who are living and growing through it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 88. Through this show, I will share what I've discovered through my grief journey, through the podcast, the blog, and on social media, while building a community, a family in fact, that is searching for a better understanding of what grief is, how it affects us going forward, and how best to navigate this difficult path. I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, And find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. Now it's time for me to ask you to help me in this mission. As you are listening to the podcast and finding value in what I share, I ask that you share an episode and the podcast with someone you feel may benefit from listening as well. In addition, to help more people find this show, please consider rating and reviewing the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The only way to grow this show and reach more people is through your help. As you grieve, I'm sure you've found value in a support system of family and friends to help you navigate your loss. Let us all together reach out and do what we can to help others locate a resource such as this podcast to help support them through their growth with grief. Now, I've found through these past two years doing the podcast and living through grief for three years that one thing is always true. It's difficult for some people to understand grief. It's hard for some to understand what people are actually going through on a daily basis with their grief, and many don't quite get why grief can never be considered to have an end. Now, to help shed a brighter light on these common and difficult-to-understand truths about grief, I'd like to approach it in a slightly different manner with a poignant question which will hopefully lead to a better understanding. Now, here's the question. How often do you have the chance with your person, your spouse, your close family member, or your friend right now to say the phrase, Remember when? Now, imagine, starting tomorrow morning, you will never, ever be able to say that phrase and have that conversation with that person ever again I think it's time to dive in so tell me be honest was that statement a bit harsh placing yourself in that situation was it a bit uncomfortable and startling I'll be honest that was the point If you find yourself having trouble understanding how a friend of yours is still, quote unquote, stuck in their grief two years after their loss, perhaps, a statement like that becomes necessary to help you better understand the untold effects of grief. Just as important are those on their journey with grief who come to realize this newly discovered truth about grief they may not ever have considered until now. This concept of not having that person around to be able to have a remember when conversation with arose in my last bereavement group. And for me, it was something I had never considered. And this is coming from someone who is approaching the third anniversary of the loss of my wife, Colleen. How is that possible? How have I never contemplated this phrase before? And I can't answer that. And I'm honestly a bit surprised myself. And with that surprise comes a sudden hollow feeling inside of me because I hadn't thought of this before now. Am I beating myself up over this? I'll admit I am a bit. But I think I'll be okay with it ultimately. You see, those initial weeks after your loss, as you yourself may very well know are filled with so many things bombarding your mind. Things to get done, items to organize, details to take care of right then and now. It's no wonder that we find ourselves months after loss, finally thinking about something that may have seemed very obvious to passers-by. But when you are in the deep end of this particular pool, you just cannot see the other end. Until you can So for those of you who, like me, are now realizing this idea that we will never be able to have the conversation, remember when? The question is, what can we do to help get through this? At first glance, I'd suggest there's nothing we can do. But then again, with grief as a whole, that statement could be, but isn't quite true. Because there's always something you can do. No matter how small or seemingly insignificant it may be, there's always something. So I suggest there is an overarching concept here. It's really encompassing a larger issue. And that is, who's going to tell their story? Now I'd like to take a moment and refer to a very timely and popular musical, Hamilton. There's a song that hit me ever since I first heard it sometime in 2019. It occurs at the end of the show, and the song is titled, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story? The last part, who tells your story, is the specific part that hit me. I often feel it is our job, our duty, in fact, to tell the story of our person, to allow those who haven't had the chance to know them to get to know them. We are the ones who hold their story. And from my point of view, it is up to me to share this wonderful story as often as I possibly can. So within their story, there can be found many remember-whens. What can we do? Share those remember-whens. Share the story that is associated with the remember-whens. All of them. Or, if you'd rather, at least consider writing them down. Yes, this can be journaling, perhaps, but maybe it's a bit different. Maybe it's actually writing a story. Maybe the whole story and the whole memory. And maybe it's just for you. Or possibly, someday, it will be for others. But we have the ability to hold our remember-whens, and this could be one way. I've heard some people express their fear of forgetting stories, forgetting the details of the remember-whens. The best way I know of keeping a story alive is to share it and find a way to relive it through your words, written or otherwise. Now, For me, though, my most precious possession when it comes to remembering stories or events or adventures we've experienced together years past is through photos. Pictures are the strongest way to jog my memory and the easiest way to be transported to a time long lost. I suggest we all find our own way to remember when and those memories when we can. We may not be able to reminisce with our loved one any longer, but those stories, their stories, they must live on. We are the ones to carry them to the next generation, to the next friendships perhaps, and the next moment we gather with others to say remember when. Which brings me to an event. It's actually a fundraiser, and more importantly, a celebration of life. I have been honored to be part of this event since 2004. And 2023 marks the 22nd year The Friends and Family we'll be gathering in memory of a friend, a brother, a husband, a family member, and a father who passed far too early. As you may know if you've listened to this podcast since the beginning, my wife Colleen lost her first husband in July of 1999 when their daughter was just nine months old. This event is in honor of him, Robbie, and holds the same message of grief and moving forward that this episode encompasses. At the surface, it's a Memorial Golf Invitational, the game that Robbie loved and shared with his friends and his family often. But when you look deeper into the event, it has become a way in which friends and family can gather, they can share stories, celebrate Robbie's life, and ultimately share their very own remember-when stories. And let me tell you... The most important aspect of this event. It's not the money raised for the Epilepsy Foundation or even the gathering of people who once shared Robbie in their lives. Simply put, it's those stories. More specifically, it's the stories shared with his daughter through the years which have provided for her a glimpse into the person her dad was to so many people in his life. Through their sharing of his story and allowing the remember whens to live on, she has much to embrace of her dad, which she would otherwise never be able to. If you are searching for some way to help someone in their second or fourth or even eighth year of grief, then I suggest you consider giving them a remember when. Be one of those caring people who tells their story. And for those who are far along your path with grief, may I suggest you allow and encourage others to share their remember-whens. Because I never want you to wonder who will tell their story as you try to pick up the memories yourself, or wonder with whom you can share your remember-whens. I'd like you to know that the Journey to Grateful podcast cannot exist without your help in listening and sharing. So know I am grateful for you and your support right here, right now. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media and let your voice be heard. Share your story and join my mission in helping others through grief. At journeytograteful.com slash community, you will find ways to join the conversation and make a difference with your story and what you've learned yourself. While you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection, I invite you to connect with me via email at tim at journey to But let's not stop there. Please call me, leave me a voicemail, or simply text me whatever you would like to share. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, I need you to consider stepping up and helping me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen. I provided for you a leave a review button on the journeytograteful.com homepage and the podcast page. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing you can do for this community to attract others to the show. So as I wrap up this episode, I've wandered around the Internet looking for a quote that inspired me and connected me with today's episode. I don't believe I've quite found one that connects to today's message, but I do believe I've rediscovered one which can easily find a place in your heart, and a very good reminder of the answer to the question we grievers often ask ourselves, how do I carry on? Be the things you loved most about those that are gone. I think that is certainly the best way to correct ourselves when we feel a bit more lost today, than we may have felt yesterday. And thank you once again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.